Hey, this is Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hey, we're rolling, we're rolling. We fought all day long. Stay tuned, man. We got something special for y'all today. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. To the 10, right to the 5, scooting in for the score. Touchdown. Yeah. Yes, welcome in everyone. This is the full 10 yards NFL podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Plenty of NFL news to get our teeth into today. So we've assembled an all stellar, a stellar cast of uh, staff to, to go through. We're going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes' new deal, uh, sending shockwaves through the NFL, um, the NFL industry. Uh, we're also going to be talking a bit about Cam Newton. Also going to be talking uh, a bit about the Washington Redskins. Well, obviously, they have been in the news. So to break it all down, we have four of us on inside the huddle. First off, we bring in uh, Mr. Retro himself, Mr. Lawrence Voss. How are you doing? Absolutely fabulous. Been been a long, long, long kind of um, July so far. I haven't had a day off work since March. So I finally got a week booked off in July. So... Looking forward to that. And yeah, just, just about recovered from the, the Mahomes news, which we're going to talk about. No, no, no day off since March, blimey. But Bill Belichick, I love your, your work ethic. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm known to my work colleagues earlier that I've, I've, I've had two days off in the last 15. So um, I, 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 bet I probably won't say anything now because considering the uh, equivalent of what you're going to. So, <laughs> um, Cheers. Also on the podcast, we have Mr. College. We have Mr. Retro, Mr. College, and Mr. Fancy today. So it's all good, isn't it? Uh, Mr. College, we'll introduce Mr. College first. Lee Wakefield, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Sounds like we're about to do like some sort of bank job, like, like rip off a red of white dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, really, they're really bad superhero names, aren't they? Um, there we go. Uh, but we'll bring in Mr. Fancy, Mr. David Davenport. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not sure about uh, superheroes. I was thinking more like the Mr. Men series. Uh, Mr. Men, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've lost about half a stone since we last spoke, but unfortunately my uh, body fat percentage hasn't changed. It's, uh, I finally had the, the lockdown mop chop, so uh, <laughs> feeling, feeling a lot fresher than last time we spoke. So hopefully that can uh, increase my podcasting powers, going back to the superhero theme. Any, any, just incidentally, if there's any cartoon drawers out there, anyone wants to put uh, Mr. Fantasy, Mr. College, Mr. NFL, Mr. Retro uh, <laughs> people together, you know, send, it, send it on over to at Full 10 Yards, uh, which is you can, where you can find all our goodness uh, over on Twitter, obviously at Full 10, uh, full 10 Yards CFB, at F10Y Fantasy, at uh, Full 10 Yards, and, and all those, like, we've got loads of branches, and uh, at F10Y Retro, uh, at NFL Fan in England, I just reel off every, literally every Twitter account. <laughs> we, we must own about 25% of the you, tw- uh, Twitter account. You're trying to become like Sean McVeigh, remembering all the plays. Yeah, yeah. I have to, yeah. <laughs> I have to. Uh, same thing keeping me sane in, uh, whilst I'm, well, not in lockdown, but uh, stuck at home. But anyway, enough all about that. Let's get straight into it. Let's get straight into uh, into the blockbuster news. Patrick Mahomes signs a 10-year, yes, you heard that right, a 10-year deal, which is currently on top of his two years that is currently left on his rookie deal. Um, which, the, thing, the thing I've noticed, obviously, um, quite a lot of, uh, teams that are, have rookie QBs they've obviously tried to extend people at the earliest opportunity to kind of eke out the value uh, in, in people's contracts obviously it doesn't, it doesn't supersede Patrick Mahomes' two years left from his rookie deal it's uh, 10 years on top of that so we don't actually see anything of this new deal until three years from now um, 
but just some, some high level stuff before we get into, into the crux of it. So um, guaranteed at Sidon actually is only 63 million, which I thought was, was quite interesting. There's a, couple, there's a really good article from Pi Football Network written by Ben Rolf, um, who's broken it down pretty well indeed. So we'll, we'll tweet that out as well. I um, thought it was really good uh, and really black and white for, yeah, because salary, salary contracts and uh, all the literature in them are, are so yeah, granular and it's, it's just absolutely strange. Uh, how I wonder how long it actually takes to write up a contract, or if they just nick a template and just change the numbers. I mean, it's probably the former rather than the latter. But um, yeah, it's a re- it's a really interesting uh, contract. Base salary doesn't actually go above two and a half million uh, until twenty twenty seven. It's all kind of um, in the roster bonuses. Roster bonuses. Um, just shy of 50 million in, in 2027. Uh, and that's when the base salary starts to then go up and then the roster bonus kind of goes down. Um, if Kansas City Chiefs want to ever move on from um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, you're going to incur a 40 to 50 million pounds uh, cap hit. Um, and if you listen to our recent podcast with Zach Moore, you will know all the difference between roster bonuses, signing bonuses, and all that kind of stuff as well. So um, just a really run, a really good one for the, the Kansas City Chiefs is a 10 million signing bonus, uh, which is really, really, really minuscule. Uh, that's prorated out over five years. Um, yeah, I mean, what what a blockbuster deal! What was everyone's Lawrence? What was your thought when you, we first heard it heard it come down? Because the we, we kind of got a, a sneak preview, didn't we? A peek behind the curtain of saying, "Oh, something's been done." And everyone's throwing numbers all over the place. Uh, you know, Carol, Carol Vorderman on drugs, to be quite honest, <laughs> something like that. But Lawrence, what was your initial reaction to the to the to the news? It was it was less the money because I know the money's going to be there. It was the length of the deal. It was the ten year deal. There's there's nothing that compares to that absolutely nothing compares to that you look at the all of the biggest contracts that that are currently out there in the nfl if you look at that top 10 contracts the all those in the top 10 are either four five or six year deals so you look at the kind of you know rank number two you've got matt ryan five-year deal then you've got the highest paid defender khalil mack with a six-year deal 141 million signed two seasons ago there is nothing that is is kind of signed for that 10 years. I mean, obviously, there's not many NFL players that in their first three seasons go from a, a token appearance as a rookie to the NFL MVP to the Super Bowl MVP in, in essentially two seasons. So, you know, fair dues to the Kansas City Chiefs for doing this. I just wonder how it's going to affect the rest of their team Obviously, when we were talking to Zach about the, that kind of the, that salary cap management and how you, how you manage a team um, when you're invested so highly in somebody, does that affect the rest of the team? And of course, it's going to. You look at kind of big deals that are going to be pressing ahead for the, for the Chiefs. They've got, to, they've got to sign top quality offensive linemen to protect Mahomes. They've got to look at what they're going to do with Chris Jones. So there's a lot to digest and a lot to kind of chew over even before the season starts but yeah I think for me it was the the length of the deal the money I know it's gonna it's gonna be there the money's gonna go up so I'm I kind of I was, I was kind of content with that it's, it's the length and Lee obviously you've now got a, another decade of, of Patrick Mahomes to look forward to in the AFC West I bet you um you rolled out the red carpet for him to come and sign it fabulous wasn't it yeah no really good went through the kind of stages really of this one so first reaction was bloody hell 
that sort of thing, you know what I mean? Just kind of just a, a sinking feeling a little bit. And then you kind of think, well, a little bit like what Lawrence just said, really, you know, are they going to be able to, you know, they're obviously going to be really good for the next couple of years because it doesn't really kick in for two to four years, really, you know, properly. And then you think after that, you know, is it going to be all falling down? They're all in now for the next four years. And then, because, you know, Chris Jones is one that I went to straight away. Is he going to be able to stay... You know, even now, are they going to be able to plan ahead that far? Because Chris Jones want a long-term deal, and he wants the best defender, you know, second best player. You know, they're going to be able to keep him. So I kind of tried to root round for the positives in my mind after this initial sinking. I've just accepted it now. You know, it's going to be the, the case that he's going to be there. He's going to be good. Um, he can pop his knee back in or pop his shoulder back in whenever he gets injured anyway. So it doesn't matter. He's not going to really break down, is he? So. No. Yeah, just it's pretty bad for us, but um, <laughs> good for the NFL, which is what we want, you know, the poster boy forever. Um, but yeah, you can tell I'm taking this well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, there's quite a lot of uh, varied reaction on, on Twitter. I, I quite enjoyed myself the uh, Adam Schefter versus uh, Rap Sheet battle. Uh, that was that was quite fun for everyone to see. And uh, there was a great tweet about um, someone pointing out that Ryan Pace is a genius, um, saving five, nearly 500 million by drafting Trubisky and, and, not, and not Patrick Mahomes. So um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, David, is I'd there, laugh, is... but I, my team are also in that position yeah, <laughs> of uh, not drafting Patrick Mahomes and get the chance. <laughs> no, no, that is very true. Um, yeah, obviously, David, you, you experienced as a 49ers fan firsthand of what Patrick Mahomes is do, uh, can do. Um, does that make, as a 49ers fan, does that make you worry that you, if we, you know, as a fellow NFC East fan and NFC fan as well, when we get to the Super Bowl and we see Patrick Mahomes on the other side, because uh, we know, you know what Kansas City are all about. And like even next season, they've got 20 of 22 returning players. It's uh, quite a statement, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And like you say, the, the last Super Bowl, it was heartbreak for the 49ers as um, Mahomes went through to, to claim the, the Lombardi. And the 49ers will think, they'll look at the Chiefs and think, we haven't got that guy. And Jimmy G, he was at one point the highest paid player in the, the highest paid quarterback in the league. That's just how the, the quarterback contracts were going at that time. But the 49ers are poised to be the team that are going to be in this this battle over the next three four years with the Chiefs as to who is going to be picking the Super Bowl and um, the, the 49ers are going to be looking at the Chiefs thinking we have not got that guy in our quarterback position we are perhaps stronger on other areas of the field but it's that guy at, at quarterback that is going to be the reason that the Chiefs are going to be the best team in the, the NFL for the for the next couple of years at least. Mm. Yeah, some other little bits, uh, little other, some other tidbits on the end. Patrick Mahomes' contract. You can sit there and break it down for absolutely hours. But uh, and so I was interested in that there's, there's 25 million worth of, of incentives um, that run for 10 years. So he gets uh, 1.25 million for every time he wins the AFC Championship, and he gets 1.25 million for every time he wins the MVP vote as well. So that runs for, for 10 years. So that's, a, that's quite an interesting one. Um, and talk, talking of good tweets, I've got a little surprise for you guys. So uh, Josh McCown came out and said, what's better, a one 10-year deal with one team or 10 one-year deals with 10 teams? So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a little, we have a little, uh, little competition. Name the 10 teams that Josh McCowan has been with uh, for the last however many years he's been in the league. So we're going to go, I'm going to do a round table and we're going to have, uh, I'm going to get you to guess and it's going to be like a, you know, who dares wins where you, you know, someone says one and then someone says, oh, I'll bet that and say two. So we're going to go, we start with Lawrence, we'll start with you. How many, how many teams do you reckon you can name that Josh McCowan uh, has played for? Four. Okay. Any advance? Five. On- any five. advance on that? Like, not just going five. Anyone got an advances? Lee, 
David? I was going to say five myself, but I'll go for six just to make it interesting. David's going seven. Well, I've got to go for seven now, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> but we're all going to go for five. Is that what <laughs> Okay, right, cool. Um, so these are teams from, is there any, any advancement on seven, by the way? Let me just count these out. I think one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, okay. We go, we go with ten. So anyone, anyone want to go eight? Any takers of eight? Didn't really want to go six. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bonus point for yeah, them. Quietly, I'm I can uh, Google now. <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah, show yeah. the hands to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, it's a good thing we've got video on this one, isn't it? Um, yeah. Okay, well, it looks like, David, that you've got to name, uh, what was it, eight, seven? No, you've got seven. You've got seven. To name. <laughs> He's okay. pushing it up, boy. Yeah, I'm pushing it up. Yeah. Okay, right, name, name me seven then. Uh, I'm going to go for... The New York Jets, the yep. Chicago Bears, the yep. Texans. Wait, 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 wait. What? The Houston Texans? Yeah. That's he a, must have been there. Nope. Not Eliminated. Been there. So, so you, you failed at three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Lee, do you want to step in and see how, many further you, how much further you can get? Okay. So what have we said? We said Jets. Jets, Jets and, the, um, and the Bears. Bears. Mm, Bears, okay. So the Bucks. Yep. The Lions. Yep. Cowboys. Nope. Oh, did you not? I thought you did. No. Nope. So, so we've got. So we've got between. So between you two, you've got. I had a couple more. <laughs> so you've got. Yeah, don't you forget see? to confuse things. He had a brother who was also I'm, in the NFL. Luke, I think that's where we're. Uh, Luke McCann. <laughs> we're getting confused. Which just makes it even more awkward. Yeah. 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 Right, so we've got we've got four we've got four so far, Lawrence. So do you want to step in and do do a couple? Well, definitely the Browns. Yep. Definitely the Browns, because I, I can just I can in my mind's eye I can see him in a Browns uniform failing miserably. Yep. I'm I'm kind of struggling after that. Okay. Who did you play? Um, who did you play for last year? You played in the playoffs last year. You came in for an injury. Oh god in that dreadful game for the eagles that was that was car crash tv wasn't it mm. okay that so, game so, yeah that was so that was one um let's give you some other clues so one one of the teams he played for is one of your one of you three's a fan of those teams redskins 49ers yeah, I was going to say he doesn't play for the Chargers. Yeah, 49ers, but that's cheating because he was an off-season off or a practice squad uh, member only. So uh, we'll, go, we'll go through the full list. I'll put, I'll, put, I'll put you out of your misery. So Arizona Cardinals, 2002 <laughs> to 2005. Uh, Detroit Lions, 2006, which um, got that. Yeah, Lee, Lee, you got that, didn't you? Uh, Oakland Raiders, Miami Dolphins, Carolina Panthers, uh, San Francisco 49ers, Chicago Bears, Bucks, Browns, Jets, and Eagles. Uh, does anyone want to have a go at the non-NFL team that he played for in 2010? Yes, and it's Canadian. I was going to say, what, what either rival league was up there? Uh, it, was in the, it was in the UFL. Montreal Alouette? No, it was in I the UFL. Oh, okay. okay. Just some random What's league. the UFL? I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking, oh yeah, yeah, that. And what? <laughs> what actually is that? Actually. The United is the, the United unequivocal failed league. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll put you out of your misery. It was, of course, the Hartford Colonials. So everyone obviously knew that one. That was 30, And if anyone listening to that knew that fact, 
they can take my job. <laughs> well, your actual job. I don't think anyone Absolutely. wants Lawrence's job. You don't get any holidays from us since March. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, so there you go. There's all the teams that Josh McCown has, has played for uh, since he made, made it into the league. I mean, fair play to him and his agent getting the, those, the amount of uh, one-year, two-year deals that, he, that he's had. So fair enough. Um, I think, um, yeah. Again, obviously, with, with Mahomes being, like you say, Lawrence, he's shot to stardom in the, in the couple of years that he has been into the league. Lots of stats all out there. So, obviously, I asked you all to, to find us your best Patrick Mahomes stat. Stats. Stats. So I'll start us off. So uh, my stat for Patrick Mahomes is uh, Mahomes is the only QB with a net positive EPA per play on dropbacks for more than four seconds since 2017. So Mahomes averages 0.07 yards, which in this stat includes sacks, uh, averages 0.07 yards. Uh, the NFL average is at minus 0.57. Uh, and the next best is uh, Russell Wilson with minus 0.29. So basically, uh, Patrick Mahomes does lots, makes lots of things happen, uh, basically. So in, in dropbacks for more than four seconds, he's averaged over, uh, over positive yardage, which no other uh, quarterback can say that they have done. Lawrence, what you got for us? Um, I'm going back. I'm going back and I'm going to, of course you are. Just switch up sports temporarily for you here. So his dad, um, you may or may not know, was, and given the little retro angle here, his dad played in Major League Baseball for seven different teams. And Mahomes himself was a very, very talented um, high school and college baseball player. And he was actually drafted by the Detroit Tigers in the 37th round of Major League Baseball's draft in 2014. There you go. Lee, what you got for us? Not, not really a, a stat per se, maybe just something to make myself feel a little bit better. Um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes didn't throw for over 200 yards against the Chargers in either game last year. That's it. That's there the stat. Is that because he was that. injured? or? <laughs> <laughs> just because he wasn't very good, because we got the better of him, and that's the way it's going to be for the next 12 years plus. So. Okay. Yeah. There, you, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> David, what's, uh, what's the stat that you've managed to find? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback in history to throw for 5,000 yards in a college and an NFL season. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, okay, so there's some Patrick Mahomes that love there. Any, um, any other Patrick, any pa- Patrick Mahomes stats that people out there maybe listening have found, uh, send us some over and we'll retweet some of those, but some good stats for you there as well. But talking of Patrick Mahomes' contract, it's not actually the first 10-year contract that's been handed down in the NFL, and we're going to come to Lawrence on this one because uh, the last one was in 2004 with Michael Vick, and then before that we had Drew Bledsoe, Brett Favre, and obviously John Gruden, most recently had one as a head coach. Um, Lawrence, I don't know how much you know uh, uh, the time of obviously when these were handed down to the, to those players, but how how were they those contracts kind of viewed at the time? Yeah, I mean it's that they were all huge. I mean if we let's just let's just go back, let's kind of go back into the mists of time and take ourselves right back to the start of the NFL. So when the NFL started and you had teams in back in the 1920s, and I will be quick. I'm not going to do every decade. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you think, oh, God, I've got to get my Horlicks out. Um, back in the 20s, 
players were actually played on a paid on a per game basis. So you didn't get paid for a season. You got paid, you know, it was P-A-Y-E. Um, you, you turned up, you played your game, you got a salary um, at the end of that game. You, you got paid. Um, it was, you know, huge players like Red Grange. He signed uh, a 19-game deal um, back in 1926, and he was the first one to sign a, a kind of a, a big deal at the time. And that was, that was a long, long time ago. And he... He earned roughly $100,000, and that was absolutely mind-blowing at the time. And that was the first major NFL contract. And then you kind of moved on to the, obviously, the 40s. You had the war. Things, things weren't, were, were very different. Then you got to the 50s, and the average player salary was about $6,000 a year. $6,000 a year. And some people, um, including the, the Baltimore Colts, who were a big team around that time, were actually getting paid in beer. <laughs> so, so they actually got free beer after a game. That was, that was their incentive for winning games. And it, it wasn't really until the kind of 1970s and the, the merger between the, the NFL and the AFL that salaries started kind of getting a bit more interesting. But just just staying in there in the, in the 60s, just briefly, Joe Willie Namath, probably the biggest name of the 1960s, he was originally drafted, actually, not by the, the Jets. He was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals in, in 65. And he actually made a request to the Cardinals and said, I want to be paid $200,000 and I want a Lincoln Continental car. So what happened is the, the Cardinals actually said, yes, we'll agree to your request, but we need you to sign your contract and be with us before the Orange Bowl, which was the, the college bowl game that he was about to play in. And he would have been made ineligible if he would have signed with the Cardinals at the time. And he said, no, thank you. I want to finish my college career. So he wanted to finish his college career with, with Alabama did so and then ended up signing with the Jets and he signed a three-year deal at that time back in 65 for $427,000 over three years. So that was the biggest contract around about that time. Um, then we moved through the, through the, the 70s and the 80s. You obviously had big things in both 82 and 87. They've been the only kind of post-Super Bowl seasons where we've had a strike and it hasn't been the full season hasn't been played out and that was that was all about money and that was the you know collective bargaining agreement back in the day and that moved salaries average salaries from about 200,000 to about 800,000 um, um, by the start of the 90s then you had the big hoo-ha with Deion Sanders in 95 where he caused chaos by signing a very tiny contract with absolutely huge signing bonuses and that basically caused the entire league to relook at how salaries were were worked out and bonuses and obviously we kind of then we move into a bit more modern day just looking at one of the other big names if we go back to, to 1990 you look at joe montana um he aged 34 signed a four-year 13 million deal and he was the first player to earn a four million dollar base salary and considering the year before he was earning 1.2 million 
you know, you can see how those numbers, and then obviously you, you bring that right up to date and you look at the, the salaries that players are on now, you can see how it's been a seismic shift over time. Yeah, and obviously people this side of the pond will uh, be more than familiar with uh, the, 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 one of the recent 10-year deals given to Adam Pardew, uh, his Newcastle contract uh, ended, ended not too long ago. So uh, obviously he's not been at the club for, for years, but fair play to him and his agent um, doing that dance on the sideline at Wembley that everyone obviously knows. That's the, one of the gifts. Um, but one thing I kind of wanna, I want us to, to get into and, and have a talk about is, you know, Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl. They've just given him a deal. Was it the best? Was it the best or only moment or opportunity for for Kansas City to, to get it done? You know, me and Lawrence had a chat with Zach about um, you know if you've got uh, the, the quarterback commanding uh, a high percentage uh, of of the salary cap, and there's a stat that um, you know, no QB making more than what 11.8 percent of the cap has won a Super Bowl since Steve Young in 1994. Um, Lee, Lee, was this the, the best time for uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs and, and Mahomes? Uh, to, to sit down and flash a deal out? Uh, was it the only time that they were, this, this opportunity was going to be there? Not the only time. Obviously, he's still on, got two years of control in his rookie deal. They could have done it next year. But um, yeah, probably the best time just to get it done as soon as possible. Because, you know, once we've all had our little think about what, you know, and our, had our reactions to it, as we've all just said, the next thing that you think about is the next person. You know, who's the next quarterback that then is going to be victim of this reset that we've, that we've just talked about. You know, we've got we've got some young players who play in the quarterback position who haven't signed their deal. So Kansas City Chiefs might as well get get ahead of the game. It's going to make it cheaper for them, hopefully. Plus, over the lifetime of the deal, it's working out as a pretty good deal, though. Um, I've got to say, uh, the way that they spread things out and the way that they've got some, it's a pretty team friendly deal, isn't it? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, they can always rework it after so many years, um, yeah. and we know that this can be done quite easily anyway. So it's not. It's not like they back themselves into a corner by doing it this this early, or you know they could have waited a little bit longer. But yeah, it's better to get it done, isn't it? It's better to get you a superstar under wraps, and so you don't have any dramas coming up. You know, and usually it's only for the next four, five, six years, like we've said at the beginning. Mm. But now they don't have to worry about it um, no. at all. You know, they've got that control. As long as Mahomes is happy, then I'm sure Kansas City are going to be happy. Mm. And let's let's just play devil's advocate, David. Let's say that a year from now, you know, Mahomes maybe gets to the AFC Championship game, or he has a decent enough season, or a really good season. Do we do we think that he was going to command more this time next year? Yeah, because like Lee says, there's going to be one, two, three, four quarterbacks that that get paid in between now and next year. And as we've seen with the run of quarterbacks lately, each and every one gets paid that little bit more each and every time. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. If you are deemed as the franchise quarterback, you get paid just that little bit more. And we're getting into the realms now where it's going to be difficult because Mahomes is the franchise, franchise quarterback. And it's going to set the precedence for Dak now, and I'm going to touch on this a little bit later. But if Dak could have got paid before... Um, Mahomes got paid then Mahomes would have had to have been paid more before Dak so yeah this time next year unless barring a, a catastrophic 7 and 8 uh, 7 and 9 season where they didn't make the playoffs which I can't envisage happening Mahomes would have commanded more money this time next year yeah, we get we get onto Dak and the and the ripple effects. Obviously, there's a couple of young uh, budding guy, uh, people whose eyes would have been bulging wide open uh, with the uh, news coming out from that from from yesterday. Um, do do we think Lawrence that obviously with this deal, Patrick Mahomes and his play 
um, is going to be more under the spotlight. You know, he, like I say, he's yeah, not far far removed from an MV, NFL MVP season. He's just won the Super Bowl. Is he, is he going to be under the spotlight even more than he would have done had he not signed the contract this year? Yeah, I, I, I think without a doubt he is. I mean, he's, he's obviously, he's a, he's a media darling. He says all the right things. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything stupid on social media. He's not had a meltdown. He's, he's highly, highly marketable. Um, he signed a, a whole ton of kind of endorsement deals with all these, all these big US companies. And I think it's, it's going to be tough for him because there, there's no getting away with it now. It's, it's a case of, you know, when, when you look at the schedules now, like, like I was last season, um, I, was, I was looking out for my, my, you know, my husband, Lamar Jackson, um, when he was playing. And kind of I, think, I think everybody around the world is an NFL fan is going to be wanting to see Patrick Mahomes on a Sunday or, or on a Monday night or on a Thursday night. They're going to be desperate to watch him. And I think that, that scrutiny is going to get higher and higher. And, and you, you've got to look at, there are very few NFL players that survive that scrutiny for a long period of time. You can't count the likes of Tom Brady in this because there, there's not another Tom Brady to, to compare to. But you've got someone who's, who's been a kind of shining star to start, start off with, done incredible things. And then we just don't quite know. It's interesting that we... It was announced yesterday that Colin Kaepernick um, has signed a big deal, but not with an NFL team. He signed a big deal with Disney. <laughs> so they're, they're going to be producing a whole load of um, programs and content all around the kind of the life and times of Colin Kaepernick. And that's the only kind of sort of comparison that I can give. Colin Kaepernick was, was an incredible athlete. Um, he, he, you know his star was absolutely shining they reached the super bowl they only narrowly lose to the ravens and the the joe flacco ravens at that and then it all starts kind of unraveling and i'm not even talking about the um the kind of everything that's happened around black lives matter it was more about kind of what happened with his opportunities injuries play and then it kind of he kind of just just faded away very very quickly so the only thing that concerns me with, with what the Chiefs have done is it, it's one injury from destroying a franchise, arguably. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, it's, you know, the scrutiny is going to be there. It's going to be every game. And don't you think defenders are going to be wanting to garnish headlines by hitting him harder? Um, they're going to want to get to him more. They're going to they're be the ones that want to be on the... Um, ESPN highlight reel having taken down Patrick Mahomes or tackled him or or kind of done something to stop him from scoring so yeah I think that the pressure's definitely on and I think it's fair to say as well with uh, the the star that is the right the ascension of his star. There's not there's not much room left in the uh, in the stratosphere for that star to keep on rising. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how high it can stay as as high as it currently is. But we did put it to I put it to uh, Facebook and I put it to a few groups and uh, basically the question was was it was the deal worth it? And seventy seven percent of you said that it was, and twenty three percent of you said that it wasn't. A couple of uh, comments. Ben Johnson says it it won't hinder them in the slightest. Kobe Dunbrell says could leave if. 
they if he leads them to a Super Bowl every year, or he can lead them to a Super Bowl every year, that alone, uh, compared with uh, sorry, that alone with the guaranteed health makes him worth it. Uh, and then Sean Holmes says that even after year five, it's a series of kind of one year options. Uh, as soon as they're exercised, they're they're fully guaranteed. So, um, yeah, look, looking at the, I do recommend everyone going to over the cap or spot track to to look at the the cap details because say we could spend about an hour going through uh, the way that it's. it's really uh, frankly uh, arranged but yeah I mean yeah we're not really going to spend all this all the for the next half hour talking about the Patrick Mahomes contract but uh, obviously this this affects um the, the people that are due to get uh, contracts uh, in the next couple of, of months or year or so and yeah unfortunately Dak Prescott is still there so we have to obviously bring his name up but you've got Kyler Murray you've got Lamar Jackson uh, Lee what, what, what are your opinions on how, what do you think they'll be feeling now and what do you what do you think we'll, we'll see for, for their contracts is it a case of you know those teams are now happy that Patrick Mahomes has a set a bar because they can now be, go underneath that or do you think it will yeah they'll, they'll negotiate separate from from Mahomes's deal because it's going to be you know they're not going to be handing out 10-year deals to left right and center mm. well first and foremost I think the players are all going to be pretty happy because they all seem to want each other to get paid we've seen it in the past with running backs where you know, the running backs are pretty happy for each other to, to get these big contracts. I think it's pretty much going to be the same for the quarterbacks. You know, they, they know that they, by getting paid more, they extend each other's um, chances of getting like a big deal themselves. The, what, what are we going to do next with these quarterbacks kind of question is a little bit different because Patrick Mahomes, has, the contract has reset the market so much. It's a little bit like when, um, with the football transfer, uh, world record when Neymar went to Paris Saint-Germain it was so much more than the, the previous world record um, it's kind of it can't be more than that so I think these deals that you just spoke about maybe Lamar, Dak, Deshaun Watson, Kyle Murray over the next two or three, four years it's going to they're not going to be able to they're not going to overtake that like you say they're not going to sign a 10 year contract they're not going to sign a 500 million dollar contract um, but what they might do is is work what a lot of people are speculating that Mahomes' deal would be, that it'll be tied to the cap in some way. That'll be the next step that, that, will, that will probably happen in a lot of these deals so that they're not competing with Patrick Mahomes on the same level. You know, the teams can say, well, we're doing this for you instead. It's not like a direct competition. They're obviously going to get paid a lot of money because that's the way that, like David said, that's the way that they're, they're going to go. That's the way contracts are going to go over the next few years. But they're going to have to do it in a different way and that seems like the most logical steps. So that's what we'll see with Dak in the next few months, maybe, hopefully, for you, I guess. Um, and then, obviously, probably just Sean Watson after that. Uh, and then Lamar, maybe two years, a couple of years down, well, year down the line. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's going to be anyone that's going to, going to reset that in the next few years. No, it'll take a long, it'll take a long, long time for someone to get over that. Um, mm. Probably the next superstar, probably maybe someone like Trevor Lawrence in five, six years' time when he comes out, maybe. Mm. And hopefully, we've, we've, yeah, we are recording this of June the seventh. We've obviously got now eight days until Dak and uh, Dallas can make a deal. So hopefully, uh, this time next week or something, we, we at least kind of know whether it's going to be prolonged for another year or we've actually got a deal. But uh, yeah, David, do, do you think that say I was partly surprised that obviously it was touted that it would be tied to a percentage of the salary cap because you know everyone's expecting a boom because of the the gambling deals and all the sponsorship deals that are you know due to come into the league. Um, we, do, do you think that the other the other the QBs that we mentioned there will, will kind of go along with the, the, the tied to a percentage of the salary cap rather than um, we, or we, we surprised that Mahomes perhaps wasn't. 
Yeah, like like Lee says, I think it was heavily suggested, heavily favoured that this would be the first one that, that we see that is tied to the salary cap. And for me, that makes the most logical sense because you are then valuing your quarterback. I, I say you are 12% of our salary cap. You're 12% of our roster, of our 53-man roster. And that is going to change every year. And of course, inflation is going to push um, Mahomes' contract up eventually. But, but like Lee said, it's going, to be, it's going to be quite a few number of years until inflation really has taken its effect that, that we see that overtaken. So I think it is going to take a brave GM to, to be the first to, to put the percentage in play because it's kind of out of their hands then. They're not the ones that are setting the salary cap each year. So it's going to take a brave GM to be the first that does it. But as soon as it happens, I think we'll see the ripple effect there and it will filter through, through the league and it will be the, the more common thing to do. And it's, it's, a, it's a concept that, that's new to all of us. And I know the quarterback, the very egotistical characters, they like to have that number. I am the highest paid quarterback at $45 million. Come and, come and get up to this. But I think for the sense of um, this competition getting a little bit out of hand and teams damaging their futures too much, this, this will be the way to go eventually moving forwards, mm-hmm. if not Dak in the next eight days. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be interesting because I, I think what we'll see is I think the, the, the teams that want their quarterback to for, for longer, say like a five-year, six-year, seven-year or ten-year deal, you'll probably, I, I think teams will more likely want to put it as a percentage because you, know, you can't forecast what the salary cap's going to be like. Whereas the, I think it doesn't make sense for teams to do it on one or two-year or three-year deals because um, you know, not a lot's changed and you can kind of forecast enough you know, what the salary cap is going to be like. But it's going to be interesting to see. You know, we obviously not... We're, not we're far from out of the woods with the with the coronavirus and um you know dare i say you could see a scenario where the salary cap drops next year or the revenue doesn't quite come as as quickly and be interesting to see kind of how that affects the deal say because patrick mahomes isn't tied to a percentage of the salary cap it's a it's a you know obviously it's it's a well-crafted contract and it's kind of helps both both parties um so kansas city if the worst were to happen wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad but obviously like we've mentioned earlier the chris jones might be a casualty travis kelsey's not too far away um yeah but lawrence it'd be certainly interesting to see kind of the, the corona impact and just to see whether or not Kansas City have shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I'm, I mean the whole corona thing playing out. We we we've just got to wait and see. And I'm just I'm kind of crossing absolutely everything that's humanly crossable in my body that the the season kind of goes ahead for for week one. Um, just as I always do, Tim. I just want to turn the tables slightly and bring a question back to you now. Just a quick one. So, of the actual cash that any sportsman is going to get this year for 2020, um, two questions. Number one, how many NFL players are in the top 10 in terms of getting the highest cash payment this year? And who actually is the overall number one highest paid cash sports personality on the planet all right it's the top 10 nfl so i'm gonna go with two two well done absolutely spot on number two russell wilson um who's getting 53 million in cash and number 10 kirk cousins who's on 40 million in cash because of that that lovely deal that he signed um, which was friendly to him, but not to anybody else. 
but who was, who is the number one cash paid sports person on the planet? Um, okay, I will go with, let's have a think. I won't go football. I'll go, let me go, I'll go Lewis Hamilton. Well done. Very oh. good. Very good. Hey. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton on $60 million cash being given to him. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you got that right because I was going to go off on the on a bit of a par and uh, say uh, golf or something like that. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad you got that right. I was thinking boxing, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, there you go. And um, all the others, all the others outside of um, Formula One and and the two football are all basketball. There you go. There you go. I, that, Guaranteed that, contracts, though, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm just as surprised as you are that I got both of those questions right. <laughs> but, uh, but there we go. There we go. Um, okay, let's round off the Patrick Mahomes. Then obviously, ten-year contract. So you come at twenty thirty-one. Uh, that will we when when that contract ends. Where where do we think Pat? Do we think Patrick Mahomes? Yes or no? Around, we'll go round table. Do we think Patrick Mahomes will still be in Kansas City in twenty thirty-one? Lee. Yeah, as a as a short answer. Yeah, I think the the big. The big thing that's going to make a big difference thing, apart from injury or things that we can't actually forecast, um, which obviously can happen to anyone, is when Andy Reid decides to hand it, hang, hang it up. Um, because I don't think he's going to last 10 more years in that job. Because um, he's just too old. Um, so that's going to be the big seismic thing. that If Andy Reid happen, uh, happens to go, who takes over? And then does that person have the relationship or the um, offence to keep Patrick Mahomes successful mm, yeah, yeah I think he will be yeah, yeah. Answer. yeah good point uh, David yes or no to 2031 Patrick Mahomes starting quarterback for Kansas City yes but you won't see out this contract it will have been just so reworked and manipulated mm. yeah, over the years that. that it will be unrecognisable to, to what we've seen signed this week mm. Lawrence no <laughs> I'll, I'll mix it up I'll say that he'll he'll last seven to eight years and then he'll sign some crazy deal elsewhere. I can I can just I can just see it. The in, in the twenty twenty nine season, the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> nah, pull off the greatest kind of the greatest trade in NFL history. In division and it just sends the entire fan base of two teams kind of you know into the stratosphere mm. so there you I go can see that yeah 17 was that 17 first round picks and two nights at the Bellagio was it <laughs> that's it yeah. you know John Gruden John Gruden going out on a uh, absolute value <laughs> in seven to eight years time you're just saying right let's do it yeah I can, I can see that you get to skinny dip in the pool uh, with the fountains. Um, right, okay, cool. Uh, let's move on then. So for obviously from the highest paid, uh, let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Cam Newton uh, signed recently with the New England Patriots. Um, probably just as much pandemonium, I suppose, in the Twitter sphere. Uh, a lot of obviously Jarrett Stidham uh, truthers out there. But Cam Newton signs a one-year vet minimum of 1.05 million, 550,000 of which is guaranteed and 5.75 uh, million in incentives. That's I me. Mean, that's paltry compared to what Patrick <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is, is just uh, is just signed. But David, give us a bit of a you know Cam Newton. Obviously now, yeah, dare I say it, uh, in, a, in a training camp battle or mini camp battle with with Jackson to see who will start week one. Obviously, everyone's got their own uh, opinion. What, what do we what do we what do we think of, of Cam and Stidham in terms of like tail of the tape? Who's got the upper edge here? Well, 
based on the fact that we've seen one of them make four pass attempts in the NFL and the other is a former MVP and has broken all kinds of records along the way, I, I don't think the tapes are comparable. And I think this is Cam Newton's job to lose. In as, as bizarre as that would sound, and we, we question why is it taken this long to, to sign, but he was the first overall pick. He broke the rookie records for passing and rushing by a quarterback, became the first NFL QB to throw for 400 yards in his first ever game, ran for 14 touchdowns in that season, more than any other QB in NFL history, and he's then gone on to, to have the most rushing touchdowns by any quarterback in NFL history of 58. The 2015 MVP, 15-1 uh, season, lost the Super Bowl that year. And we, we're questioning, it seems to be a shoulder that everyone's talking about. And in my opinion, his shoulder's fine. If you look back at the first couple of games from last season, he was actually overthrowing his receivers. Everyone was saying, oh, he's lost his arm power. But his problem was that he was overthrowing. And then obviously he had his uh, Liss Frank injury, is that how we pronounce it, in his, in his foot, which obviously is, is pivotal for, for his run game. But he's he's been he's been healing up now for a year. I think he's he's a smart guy. He's he's still only thirty one, so he's got plenty of, of fuel left in the tank. And he's seen an opportunity there to to go in. Was it the the first ever time that a MVP has taken over the quarterback role when a MVP has left the role? I think that's the first time that that's ever happened. Um, so. We've got Sidham, who's the fourth-round draft choice from um, the year before. We've seen him throw four passes in the NFL, which we, we're not making any judgments off that. Obviously, to be to be drafted into New England, he's he's got the opportunity to to learn with Bill. But I just think that that Cam can only be the the starter heading into Week One, unless there is something that we definitely don't know about, like lingering injuries carrying on. I think that he's been brought in to to do that role, and I think Cam has made a statement similar to, to Jamie's by saying, look, it's not about the money. I want to come in. I want to get back to that level. I want to come to New England and I want to continue your, your dynasty for, for many years to come. And I will, the Super Bowls that, that I win with you will be compensation for the, for the low contracts. Mm. It's an interesting one because obviously Bill Belichick and everyone must point to it, it being you know another masterstroke and all, all the rest of it. But widely, why now for, for for the Patriots and Bill Belichick? Why not? Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, is it a case of the coronavirus and getting getting Cam in to 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 do a workout or to see what he's like and and um, kind of evaluate him? You know, why why now? Mm. Yeah, it could be. It could be precisely that. Um, obviously, it's not the regular off-season where people can move freely around to do these sorts of things. We've seen it with little players having the contracts cancelled when they've you know, not been able to turn up to medicals and things like that. And you know, the, the freedom of movement hasn't been there. So, yeah, it could be down to that. It also could be down to just the total high, um, sorry, low-risk, high-reward of the, the deal. You know, before that, there's, we were maybe talking uh, a couple of months ago, that there's not actually that many quarterback jobs available, really. Mm. You know, once the draft happened and, you know, Joe Burrow went to Cincinnati, Chargers got Justin Herbert, there's no jobs available really, you know, even with a couple of retirements and, and QBs that have kind of fallen by the wayside, uh, veteran wise. Um, and Cam was kind of left on the shelf, wasn't he? But, um, you know, there's that, the coronavirus and also the fact that Jarrett Sidham's not that good. So <laughs> the fact that you've got a chance to bring in a veteran who, you know, has at least got a decent floor that's probably higher than Jarrett Sidham's ceiling, then it's no brain of it, isn't it? So that, that's, yeah, that's kind of my thing that I think, um, uh, why it's been done now and it kind of sends shockwaves through to the NFL but I, 
I mean, as much as David's right, Cam Newton's shoulder pull is correct. Still lingering that, that he's had a couple of big injuries now recently. And he's always had accuracy issues. So there's always that as well. Um, if, he, if he can get up to speed and if they can co- incorporate him into the offence and, you know, there's no coach better to do that than Bill Belichick and, and Josh McDaniels to kind of build an offence around a player such as Cam who's unique in his skill set. Um, if they can do that, then they'll probably they'll probably reap the rewards of it and Cam, you know, will probably get rewarded for that um, with a contract next year. But it's a, it's a low-risk, high-reward um, that Bill Belichick and the Patriots kind of specialise in, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to say we we spoke on the pod about with Zach Moore about the, uh, the the Patriots getting the ultimate value for for players. But yeah, Lee Wakefield there put an absolute flamethrower to uh, Jer- Jer- the Jarrett's Jer- Not for the first time either. <laughs> the, the fan club of Jarrett's did Um Lawrence, did you did you want to say something? Yeah, it's it's just it was interesting because Ron Rivera is now the head coach of the Redskins, and there were a lot of rumours before Cam went and signed with the Patriots that the Redskins were going to bring him in. And I think legitimately he would have been brought in, was it not for one factor, which kind of people have forgotten about, and that's Alex Smith. So Dwayne Haskins, I'm not convinced by. And kind of everybody else that we've got on the, on the team that kind of played a part of last season um, is not even worth talking about. But Alex Smith, who's been out for kind of, coming up two years now if he wouldn't have been rostered and on such a, um, a decent salary as well there's a possibility that he's going to come back in 2020 and I think Ron Rivera is wise to that and kind of just keeping that under the radar but if Alex Smith wouldn't have been a factor I think Cam Newton would have been signed by the Redskins probably in May um, probably a long time ago I think it's just you can't you can't have a, a first-round rookie quarterback, Alex Smith, and a backup, and then bring Cam Newton along at the same time. And I think maybe Ron Rivera's gone, well, I've, done, I've, I've worked with you, Cam, for a long time. Um, it would be a bit weird to kind of move to a different team and then bring you along as the starter. It happens a lot with backups, that backups will move with their, with their head coaches, but starters, it's less of a case that that happens. Mm. Okay, let's round off this uh, this Cam Newton one. Too. So, Lawrence, do you, th- do you think this changes the end result for the Patriots? If so, let's say Cam Newton's healthy, plays all sixteen games. Does how many more wins does that give? Uh, how many more notches in the win column for the Patriots? Hugely, I th- I think it just gives them that stability and it gives them that ability to just carry on winning the AFC East. Mm. Um, yes, the Bills are competing and they they they've got a, a very good team. And they've, you know, they've done incredibly in the off-season in terms of the signings that they've made. But with Cam Newton at the helm and he stays injury-free, or let's say he lasts 14 games, he can post 10-11 wins and, and the Patriots just roll on. It leads eyes bulging there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just seamless, just from Brady to Cam Newton, just seamlessly. Um, I mean, I think it, I, definitely, I definitely agree. I think it definitely improves them, as I said. I think the, the ceiling has been raised from, from what they were going to roll with, with Stidham and, and Brian Hoyer to having Cam Newton. That definitely gives them a few more wins. I'm not 100% sure they're better than the Bills because it's not a squat back position as it's the rest of the roster. Um, I still think the Bills are going to win the AFC East and they'll get a bump, but they might be on the fringe of playoffs rather than, um, like I said, this seamless transition from Brady to, to Newton. 
I think he'll earn another contract next year. Like, let's put it that way. Mm. Yeah, well, I'd say if you, if you want a, a coach and staff to be able to uh, oversee that that uh, transition, you want uh, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick uh, be at the top of the list, no doubt. Okay, is there, so are there anyone in this room who thinks Jarrett Stidham is starting week one? No. Okay, cool. All right, let's move it on then to the final bit of news that's kind of happened over the <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Washington Redskins have decided to, that they will be reviewing uh, everything about the franchise. And obviously, as we have a Washington Redskins fan, obviously we're going to come to you first. But Lawrence, just give us give us a quick gloss over as to again why why now of um, you know, why has it taken this long? Because it's something that's it's not new. It's not nothing that's on the on the front pages. Um, but why? But why now uh, have they decided to review it? And he's, he's on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, I have that throughout the entire working week. I'm the person telling people off for being on mute. So I've got to slap myself for that one. Um, genuinely, I, um, I mean, the, the name change has been something that has been discussed in the nation's capital for a long, long, long time, probably going back even to the, as far as the 70s. Um, I listened to, pardon the interruption, and um, Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser, they've written about it um, over the past 30 years, uh, maybe even 40 years of, of kind of their, their journalistic lives about kind of the change of the name. Then obviously we have the whole kind of, you know, the whole George Floyd, I can't breathe, Black Lives Matters. And I think it's finally tipped over that consciousness. And then what that's done is it's not suddenly Dan Snyder's not suddenly grown, you know, grown a set of consciousness. What's happened is all of the sponsors of the Redskins have signed a huge, great petition saying, A, you're not going to get a new stadium to be built where the old RFK stadium was um, until you change your name. And B, we're very important people. We're FedEx. We're Nike. And we are not going to sponsor you unless you change your name. So it's not so much the popular vote. It's, um, it's the finance. And I think Dan Snyder's finally realising that there is, no, there is nowhere to hide anymore. This, this name change has got to happen. And I think that there's a whole raft of possibilities. Um, if you were to ask me personally which one I like. I'm, I'm kind of with a lot of folks with this popular name, the Red Tails. Now, the Red Tails actually got its name from the Tuskegee Airmen, um, who, were the, who were America's first African-American aerial combat unit, um, who sort of broke some of the color barrier back in the Second World War. So Red Tails, it has that military connection and it means kind of logistically you're keeping the same amount of letters and you're also kind of keeping the same initials, um, but you'd, you'd be kind of looking at the logo. Now, the logo is what, one thing that hasn't really been talked about too much. Did you know, and I think I'm right in, in doing this, having looked at all the, the logos the other day, that the Redskins is the only logo depicting an ethnic minority? Yep. Yep. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, the, the, the logo is kind of done with pride. The actual skin of the colour of the skin on that um, Native American is not red. It's not any kind of shade of red. It is a brown colour. 
Um, so it's not a it's not a sort of red as in the red skins. Mm. So, you know, from from growing up with a team where my my brain always thought of it as kind of like cowboys and Indians, that whole kind of rivalry. And I never really thought of Redskins as a, a racist name. Mm. But then I've been I've over time I've realized I've had periods when I've thought, no, this is wrong. This is this isn't right to to depict a um a race of people who have been completely victimized over time and you know they were the they were the people that that kind of founded and and you know bought the united states together and then they've they've been turned into minority and and treated incredibly badly so let's do something to to bring about some change but i think as i say it's the financial um push that's making this happen mm. i just hope that they don't go with something really incredibly dull like warriors because i just mm. think i just think that's rubbish or nationals or just something political because it's in it's in dc i really hope red tails are like anything kind of red something the other the other name that's come out is the the hogs kind of in 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 tribute for the famous 80s offensive line the hogs and they had the fans the kind of fully fledged men dressing up as women and calling themselves the hoggets. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They wore they wore dresses and pig noses. So look it up. That was the hoggets. So if we're gonna be kind of PC, that will, it wouldn't be the hogs, it'll be the hoggets. Um, but I, I as I say, I like red tails, but I think, you know, we'll we'll wait and see what happens there. Guys, what what do you think? Um, in terms of a I think, name, I think Hoggets is the kind of band I'll go and see on Brixton on a Friday night. To be to be quite honest, but, <laughs> uh, but Lee, I know I know you had uh, you were quite um, uh, I'm not going to say quite vocal, but you you seem to have a, a decent su- a suggestion. Yeah, uh, it's not really something that I'm suggesting. It's just something I looked up and to kind of think to sort of throw a hat in the ring, really. But um, something I put into our group was the Scarlets. Um, you can keep the colour scheme. Obviously, the logo and things have to change. It makes it completely non-political um, and non-controversial in any way. And it just comes from the official tree of the area that Washington's in is the Scala Oak. And it just comes from that. I uh, just thought it was quite interesting. I thought something was quite fitting. And like you say, you can kind of keep the colour scheme, which I really like. I really like the colour scheme um, as for the jerseys and everything like that. Um, so you wouldn't have to sort of tear the walls down. Uh, you just have to do a new logo and, and rebranding of that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what, what I sort of threw into the hat in our group chat. Mm. And uh, David, you're wearing a scarlet uh, coloured jumper. That's a great link there, isn't it? Well, any, any, anything from you from, on, the, on the name change? Yeah, I think like Lawrence says, I don't think it should be something that is political or in any way related to DC because what do, what do NFL franchises tend to do? We know that the Redskins have already come down from from Boston, so it's it's not out of the realms of possibility that they that they move again. And if they were to, I know this is completely um, off centre, but if they were to come over to to London, if they were to move around America, then the the name doesn't make sense anymore, and they would they would have to look at changing the name again. I I actually like really Lawrence uh, your suggestion about the Red Tails. Like I've, I'm just looking at USA Today and Warriors is is the favourite, which I know you said you didn't like, but the Red Tails I, I saw there. And until I heard your um, reasoning as, as to why that name has been suggested, I I, I really like that idea. So um, and like you say, it, it maintains the red, the, the scarlet colour for the colour schemes, and it, it also 
goes completely the other way to help build some uh, bridges as opposed to the ones that they are currently destroying the longer this takes and and like i say money talks and it's 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 quite embarrassing really that it's taken this long until they realize we're in we're in a bit of a financial stick here to to change something as trivial as the name and i know of, of course it's memorabilia and it's your it's your history but it's a name it's, it's a lot easier to change your name than it is to change your quarterback or your, or your play scheme for example so just just get it done and it wasn't even the team's original name so the original team name was the boston braves Mm. So and just that just on that, Lawrence, there's a really good there's a really good video. Sorry to to cut in, but there's a really good video I watched on NFL Network or like the Game Pass thing, like an NFL original thing. If you go down to the 2019 year and scroll along, there's a, there's a half hour or hour video on how every team got their name, and it goes back from the 1920s, and it tells you you know which teams dipped in out every year, who changed names, who did this and that and that. And it's it's really good. I've seen it. It's yeah. a really I totally good hour. It. It's I love, awesome. It's my awesome. eyes were glued. Eyes were glued to the telly. So anyway out there that you know wants to know a bit more and uh, in history and be able to have a conversation with Lawrence for more than ten minutes on on the history of the <laughs> of the NFL. Go go and watch that video because I was I was um, amazed by like yeah the hour flew by but you learn so much and say so it goes back to to the, say the twenties and gives you a really good indication actually how it how it all came about um, early on because a lot of teams dropped out a lot of teams came in out and changed names and the rest of it so um, yeah but it was really good. Sorry Lawrence, do you want to do you want to carry on? No no just remembering the the Dayton Triangles and the Providence Steamroller, mm. you know, the, and the, the Oorang Indians, yeah. you know, some classic NFL franchise, franchises from back in the day. So, yeah, yeah. I was just, just saying that the, the, the Redskins originally were from Boston and they were the Boston Braves. And it was then they, when they moved, um, before they actually moved, they became the Boston Redskins. So they, they brought the name when they moved from Boston to Washington, um, they bought the, the Redskins name with them. So just a little bit of background, because I was starting to kind of champion um, Braves and kind of go back to the original name. But again, it's another um, kind of American Native Indian name, which people, you know, again, it, it, it has the same sort of connotations um, and the same sort of thing about we're still going back and taking um, a name from American Native Indians when, you know, should we be doing that? Should we be thinking about something different, something a bit more contemporary, but something that actually has meaning and that everybody can get behind? Um, so I think it's, it's, a, it's a tough call. Um, I, like the, I like the red tails, but, uh, you know, I'll respect kind of whatever they do. And if it means something that does not offend people anymore, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I've, I will live with it. It's, it was kind of tough when I was, if you'd have asked me, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I'd have said no way, but now I'm, I'm ready for it. And the rumours are that this could even happen um, before the start of the 2020 season, mm. which will be pretty incredible. Yeah, it will be quite interesting to see how quickly they can they can turn that one around. Okay, that's going to pretty much do it for today's podcast. Hope you've learned a lot of things there. Obviously, a few uh, chunky bits of news there to get your teeth into. Uh, come and join the conversation over on Twitter at Full Ten Yards, is where you can get the uh, the main account. Obviously, we have loads of different branches uh, for all your different needs. Uh, a little bit of a, of a Full Ten Yards plug whilst we before we do get out of here, we are you know, a few articles uh, going up on the website. 
a couple of bangers from Sean. Uh, Lee's put out a college uh, breakdown as well. So anyone that's looking to get into college or is a bit perplexed by what goes on in the, in the college game, uh, go and check that out. It's a college breakdown. It's really good. I learned a few, a few things from that as well. Everything from the ranking system, the playoffs, the players, eligibility and all the rest of it as well. Really good job there uh, by Lee on that. Uh, fancy... Uh, a couple of podcasts have been going over the last couple of weeks from a dynasty standpoint. I think we've got another one, obviously, uh, scheduled for this week as well, hosted by, obviously, uh, David doing a stellar job. And, um, yeah, look, we'd obviously, on the Britball side of things, we are doing some uh, some best balls. Uh, currently, I think it's currently my pick in, uh, in best ball one, so I need to go and make that that very shortly indeed. But, yeah, we are committed to uh, getting some more officials on the, in the, on the field and some uh, coaches on the sidelines. So I had some really good um, conversations with some people at Bafra uh, earlier in the week looking at how we can mechanise that and how we can get that all going so we are, we're committed to to giving back to the game in this country and, and elevating the levels uh, of not just the teams but obviously the, the other people that make the uh, the sport go as well so lots and lots of stuff going on at the, at the full 10 yards so don't forget to check out all the articles full10yards.com is the website that is going to do it for the podcast we will be back very soon indeed to talk some more NFL but in the meantime it's goodbye from Lee yeah, goodbye, everyone. See you on the other side. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you looking at? Me? Yeah, you. I was just scrolling Twitter. I know we've wrapped uh, up. I don't need my, my plan uh, anymore. Uh, I was so listening, though. Always listening. Keep, keep you on I your toes. I thought you were talking to someone else. That's how much I was listening when you, <laughs> when you piped up. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> yes, goodbye from David. Goodbye, and remember, always Jarwin. Yes, always Jarwin. And it's got to be in there. And it's goodbye from Lawrence. Hail to the red tails. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. Great words of Kevin Cadle. It's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.